Welcome to this week's Treasury Career Corner podcast, where I interview treasury professionals about their treasury careers. Each and every week, I talk to treasurers about how they built their careers, where they are now, and where they see both themselves and the treasury profession going to next. In this week's show, delighted to be joined by George Dessing, the Executive Vice President, Treasury and Risk at Walters Kluwer. Now, Walters Kluwer, for you who don't know, is a global leader in information services and solutions for professionals across a wide range of sectors. I'll get George to explain it a bit more. But suffice to say, headquartered in the Netherlands, company serves customers over 180 countries, operations in 40 countries, and employs 18,000 plus people worldwide. Massively successful company. But I'll get George to describe it a bit more, because what I want to do, we'll dive into George's background. Although, as I said, and we joked about before the before the show, he's he's in some ways a recruiter's nightmare, because he's been with uh, Waterscliff for many, many years, 23 years, in fact. As repeat business goes, it's not. But actually, we met, uh, we've met at conferences and things like that, but we sort of connected more recently over a Treasury Today article, which talked about people and how you retain people and what's it been like throughout the COVID crisis and things like that. I thought it was so interesting. I reached out to George. We've reconnected and, well, I'm thrilled that he's on today's show. But what we're going to do, 23 years at Walters Club, obviously doing exactly the same job day after day. No. It's totally different. And we will explore that a little bit as he's grown throughout his role there, some of his views on people and everything else. As always, enough talk from me. George, perhaps take us back to the very dim, distant past and before your first coffee of this morning and uh, how you originally got started in finance and then discovered the world of treasury. So over to you, sir. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. Pleasure. Um, yeah, let me give you a snapshot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was anticipating a little bit this qu- this question from yours, and I, I need to bring you back literally to my first currency trades. That was actually when I was working on my first job, which I was a waiter uh, on the beach, wow. you know, serving people. <laughs> and I was exchanging Deutschmarks with Dutch guilders. And the good thing about that trade, because I, I live and I'm still working in the Netherlands, was that I actually was the receiver of the Dutch guilder. But right. there was a 10% difference between the two. So I was already my own bank in those days because the Germans were paying me one-on-one against the Deutschmark. So that was great trade. But uh, yeah. anyway, seriously, uh, you know, I started my career, had my university in Tilburg, then worked for Filmnet, which was a pay television company these days. Had a couple of days worked in a Belgium coordination center. And then actually how it always goes, I was recruited in a pub for Walt's Kluwer <laughs> more than 20 years ago after they did their large acquisition on the other side of the ocean. They bought CCH and they thought that they need some extra support in that treasury uh, function. At that moment, treasury in Walt's Kluwer was around the four people, relatively decentralized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could say there, we made quite a change. Right now, Walt's Kluwer, multinational, cross-disciplinary treasury team, over 35 people, of which roughly 13 people are working within treasury, have three treasury hubs in the US, Ireland, and then the Netherlands. We went through uh, quite a change these days, but probably we'll talk more about that in this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, when you first discovered treasury at nethold obviously back in this is back in 94 so more manual processes a very basic operation to then and then as you say getting the job in a pub which is a good good sign but you know talk us through what was treasury like back in those days to then walters clear and white attracted you and then the progression of and the evolution of treasury if you were yeah it does remind me that 
actually the change of bold skewers is actually comparable how the, the function changed. So let me first explain a little bit about what happened with bold skewer. Yeah. We, we, we see more and more regulation coming our way. I think every treasury is experiencing that day in, day out. Yeah. And I say that to my team, that's our economic hedge. More rules and regulation, that's good for us. That's good for bold skewer. That's our business. So that's, uh, that's the hedge that, that, that we are dealing with every day. And then secondly, we, we see a shift in customer needs. You know, folks want to have better outcomes at lower cost. It's sounding so Dutch, but that's what it is. Mm. And, and then thirdly, we're getting new and new technologies coming our way. Cloud, mobile, open platforms. And that's also relevant for us. So, so if we bring it back to, to, to Treasury, you know, I think over those years when I was first starting with my career, I think there's, there's one thing that really changed is, is that the, the function or the profession became much more mature. You know, it's much more integrated. It's more embedded with different disciplines. And that's what you see. The second piece is that I think liquidity is becoming even more key. Companies don't go bankrupt if they don't make any profits. They don't go bust if they don't have any liquidity. Mm. We all have experienced in 2008, 2009 financial crisis. So I think we definitely, as the treasury people, have obtained their board seat on a regular basis. So that's a great thing. And then finally, more digitalized. You know, IT is definitely one of the enablers for, for every treasurer. I always say treasury is a nexus of money, but certainly also information. And if you want to keep that manageable, you need to have a good uh, IT landscape around you. And with the the growth and development of Treasury, let's just just focus in on that if we would. So you joined the group 23 years ago. What was Treasury like then through to now? And the reason I would sort of want to sort of explore that is how you now utilize, you talked there about technology, you utilize then the people set up and how it's evolved. So it's more the evolution as you've seen from that first day, you know, day after the pub meeting, you know, what's it been like? You've progressed, you started originally as assistant treasurer and you progressed your career. And again, people listening thinking, oh, I'd like to do that. But what steps have you taken personally in that evolution sort of thing? Right. Well, I think... There are a couple of things that were relevant and crucial at that moment. Clearly, what you said, it was more traditional. In the old days, it was yeah. more about cash management. That's what it is. And if you think about Treasury, always define it in three blocks. You have the, the, the main piece, which is the cash management. And then second yeah. layer is the Treasury. And finally, you have the corporate finance. Those three were much scattered at those days. And I was getting the opportunity within WorldSquare at a relatively young age to centralize that all in one Treasury hub at that moment. And with that, Treasury was there. So focusing on financial risks and then progressing along with the career, I was getting more things to do. And that was actually also focusing and allowing myself to focus on operational risks. And then at least the the next function came along and that was actually insurance or risk management. So from the financial risk, it became more operational risk. And slowly it also migrated to non-IT business continuity management, which was an extra dimension for my career. And then out of business continuity management, which was focusing on the physical risk of the organization, also real estate came along in the treasury mix. Mm. And for the mindset, you know, we are truly a global company to your point in the introduction. And we have over 
plus minus 230 location worldwide. So you, you see slowly from financial risk, operational risk, physical risk, and going all the way back to, to what Treasury actually, in my definition, is nowadays, which is a much more integrated function than the old traditional cash management role that the war was there in the early days. And can you just, just for the, again, for the listeners, as I said earlier in the show, as you said, explain what Walters Kluwer do, just because then that and then how that impacts on treasury because you're a truly global company but again some of the people might be going on wikipedia or you know checking out on the web but maybe from you and how you manage the treasury for the group yeah right well as you said in the intro you know it's a global company it's 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 a global provider of professional information software solutions and services for clinicians accountants doctors uh, tax advisors uh, bankers so we help professionals. That's what we do. It's mm. not nice to read. It's need to know information for our customers. <laughs> Definitely not something for a Sunday afternoon. This is uh, this is their their daily bread and butter. Yeah. We have a couple of blockbuster products like UpToDate for the for the health space, CCH for for the tax uh, advisors, and and one Sumex for 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 the financial industry. Mm. Typical global company. You could say that we made. Quite a transformation in the last 180 years, especially in the most recent ones, where for the mindset, maybe 15 years ago, we were 75% of our revenues was still print. Nowadays, it's less than 10%. So you can literally say that we became all the way from a traditional publisher to nowadays a digital content and service provider. So pure tech company. And that has been quite a change whereby at the end of the day, also from a treasury perspective, that change also is one of the reasons why I actually I'm still around. You know, at the end of the day, if there is something dynamic and something to, to, to learn from the organization, then I think it's always interesting for treasurer to stay around. Um, with that with that transition from traditional print to you know, tech and, you know, it sounds like in some ways it's a different company you're working for now, and which has obviously kept you engaged and everything else. Again, what's the evolution? What's What has Treasury had to do to evolve with the group? Yeah. Well, the last thing what a, as a Treasury should do is, of, of course, is sitting in some sort of an ivory tower hmm. in the organization and looking how it is progressing. I think if there is one thing that is required these days is that it should be integrated and it should be closely to the to the rest of the business. We need to effectively communicate with multiple teams and we need to harvest those those connections. It's directly pointing to one of our main strategy is that we want to grow our business. Hmm. And that's crucial for, for, for the treasury to supporting there. On the liquidity front, simply by, by providing the daily liquidity, but also in case of certain M&A activity. So I think adding value is the, the first one that, that a treasurer should think about. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, is the, the network role that you have as a treasurer. Sit close to your business. You know, at the end of the day, it's driving the operational agility within the organization, coming from, from, from the head office. And the last thing what with yourself or your team needs to do is, you know, you, you, you cannot earn it behind your screen. You need to get out, you need to mm-hmm. interact, and then you can provide actually the added value to, to the organization. And Treasury traditionally, uh, as you say, was, you know, certainly when I started in Treasury Agreement 20 plus years ago, it was very ivory towered. A lot of people were like, oh yeah, if I do this specialist function, I'll get 10% more salary. So they were very focused on that. But over time, it's become much more, as you say, business integrated and ha- helping the teams and things. 
we spoke about this before the show briefly that you've this joined up thinking collaboration how do you listen how do you get out to the business just like oh can i come meet you and things or is it driven by business need how do you do it the collaboration is driven by, by by the basics that I assume every financial professional is looking for. And at the end of the day, we, we strive to make the organization safer, more streamlined and more efficient, drive to operational and financial agility. And I think Treasury can do that in three ways. First of all, we are a certain knowledge center on all kinds of activity that you can expect from, a, from, from the Treasury function or how we define it in a simple way is we want to be the internal bank for the group. So we are the knowledge center. Mm. And with that, uh, you know, we also have an idea how we can save certain costs for, for the business units. So, so that's uh, we are an enabler for cost savings. And thirdly, I, I think we strive to, to be um, having a certain alignment between the financial terms and conditions to, to have one set of rules, one roadmap that actually within the organization is known. And, and with that, you know, we become the strategic partner, sitting closely our internal customers, which are the business units are for us, and make it as simple as possible. That's what we try to do. By being more connected, you want to know what the challenges might be for them a little bit ahead before it actually becomes a, a fire drill. Yeah. That's what we try to do. You're there to you're there at the end of the and end of the phone to be there to help them straight away. Exactly. Yeah. And we talked again before the show, and you know, I joked there in the intro that as a repeat custom goes, damn you, you look after your team and you they're all very happy and things like that. You know, how do you do that? You've got a team now of 35 across the diff- different disciplines, maybe describe that if you would. But also how do you keep them engaged, you know, throughout this lockdown, throughout working from home and all this weird times? How have you focused on that and what have you done to Key people, is it Zoom calls every week with a you know happy hour, which everyone goes on about, and I think everyone's just bored out their brains with that now. What do you do? Yeah, I think you know the, the, the multiple ways how you can tackle this this most volatile time. You know, there is a lot of things that you need to do, and I, I think we all need to look a little bit in the mirror what what actually is happening. But first of all, I must say in this whole well difficult time, I everybody should watch out for it and make sure that they stay healthy. That's the most yeah important thing in life. So so that's that's what I say to, to everybody in my team. You know, coming back to the earlier comments, we are a pure tech company. I can say over 95 of the people that we have globally, roughly the 19,000 folks that we have are all working from home. So that's what we do. But what I say to my team is maybe a couple couple of lessons learned. First of all, we need to stay closely connected. Uh, maybe in the old days, we were having bi-weekly meetings that we, for instance, scheduled. We now put the frequency more up, so it's becoming even more important. Yeah. Maybe I need to say to myself to be a little bit more patient these days, take a step <laughs> back, <laughs> let it flow, let them flow a little bit. It's sometimes a bit, bit harder for me, but that's an, an honest for myself. I always say uh, share successes. If we obtain something great, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it among ourselves, but also with others. And take a break. You know, we, we need to stay energized, do something else, do fun and share the fun among ourselves. So these are the simple things that we are doing uh, in these uh, these days. And you say that sort of, not impatience, that's the wrong way, but it's, you're wanting to progress things and things like that. Is that because 
when you're doing, you're talking to people, it's about, you know, different levels and things. Because I was asked on a, a treasury panel recently, and they said, oh, everyone's Zoom box is exactly the same size. So it means it gives equal space and time for a treasury analyst to speak to their treasurer. And I said, well, and they said, oh, you know, that's a big new thing. I said, it's not a new thing. In treasurers, doors are always open. It's just, do you go and ask them the question about, you know, do I do this FX deal? Well, no, actually, they don't. You don't need to go to the treasurer. You go to your treasury manager. It's different now, yes, because you're trapped in your homes, you or you have to work in a different way, and you're perhaps yeah, you could ask your treasurer, but actually, it's probably better use of your time and learning to ask your treasury manager. So it's sort of the lines of communication have not become blurred, but a bit mixed. You know, have you found that yourself or, you know, how, how have you managed that? Because, again, this is what treasurers out there are, you know, listening to the show, hopefully, and, and facing the same. Or how have you organized it sort of thing? It's an interesting question that you're asking me. I feel still believe that treasury is, is you know, it's, it's working like a nexus. And I always, you know, I, I don't like so much the hierarchy and the layered way of how to work. It's a purely team play. So I'm, I'm more working in the fact that I hate ghostwriting. So whenever somebody brings a certain idea, we always take them along all the way up. That's the philosophy of the organization. So we are not so much layered. I still hope that despite the current crisis, people still reaching out to me because at the end of the day, that information, that's the key to everything. You know, information is not, not rumor or guesses. It's, it still needs to have the right analysis behind it. Hmm. But then for every good idea, they can pick up the phone and give me a call because that's, that's what treasury is about. It's about the forward looking thinking. Yes, maybe we are wrong as always, but we need to do this on a calculated way. And if we are wrong one time, we need to learn from it and do differently the next time. Hmm. But I think overall, I have a relatively flat organization. And that's also the experience within Walt's Kluwer that I got. You know, We are a relatively small, lean and mean head office. That's the philosophy of the organization. Yeah, keep it, keep it like that. And when we talk about the organization, again, we spoke before the show about you're a multinational group. You've got lots of different, you know, people in the team and things like that. And the, and again, this came out in the article about you know, networkers and different things. Perhaps you can describe, you know, rather than me take some of the stuff you've talked about. George, you, you referred to it before about what the blend of the team you feel that you have to have. And I wanted to deep dive in some of those because, again, either you're a team member that needs to think about some of these things or you're at your position and this is, you know, think about recruiting oh, actually, I need a blended approach. I need to, oh, actually, I heard George the other day talk about this. I need one of those. Can you explain, you know, your team members and what you look for? Before I go into the team yeah. members, maybe first what, what what I envision from the team itself, you know, and then, then then the requirements will be there. I, I think, you know, if, we, if, we, if you want to lead a successful team these days, I think it's crucial for, for treasurer to be prompt. You need to stay ahead of the curve. Always a simple way within treasury is if you wait till you need the money, you're you're probably a little bit too late. So so you need to be proactively, and that's the second one, you need to get out. You know, you need to interact with your internal disciplines like investigations, communications, uh, tax, uh, you know, auditors. 
these are the folks that you need to have, but also externally, you know, we need to speak to, to, to your firms. We need to speak to, you know, the, the networks that you have, the treasury networks, for, for instance, in the Netherlands, the Dutch Association of Corporate Treasurers or other corporates. That's how you, you get your new IDs. Mm. Thirdly, is you need to be the team player. We already spoke about it. If you want to be a good team player, you also need to communicate. And then also be open-minded. If you only think it from a treasury perspective, you're probably too narrow-sided. You need to open yourself up to other ideas because there is a difference of being right and getting right. That's that's crucial in this whole philosophy. And then finally, <laughs> and you know, we were already chatting about this in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think you always need to do this with a certain smile on your face. And and you know, we're spending so much time with work or work related. So so having a bit of passion to do this, yeah, would help and keep you going. And that actually boils down to the, the characteristics what, what we are looking for. We're looking for networkers, we're looking for critical thinkers, and we're looking for team players, people who can communicate are stakeholder sensitive, are result driven, and to a certain extent also streetwise. You know, they I always looking for people who actually can say no to certain things. And no, I don't understand. Because mm. that's the, the crucial. The last thing that you want is only having people who are nodding nodding their face, say yeah, 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 but at the end of the day have no clue what they what they say yes or understand the situation. So yeah, they fall so over. Some sort, of, some sort of criticality among what you do. That's the, the kind of people that I'm looking for. Fantastic way to build teams and things. And I think people, you know, again, are you assessing that when you're bringing them into the team? Are you, you know, do, do you pre-assess and say, actually, we need someone stronger in this area? Or how do you, do, how do you measure that? Or do you pre-measure that? Or what do you do? Yeah, well, we try. I have the luxury to build a team. Not every treasury team can 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 build different individuals. At the end of the day, you need a certain capability. And if you are in small teams, you you have less opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. I have a bit of an, the benefits to do that. We're looking for different people. We're looking for different people with different nationalities, different backgrounds, and sometimes also different personalities. We're always looking for people with a certain quote-unquote a twist everybody's bringing fantastic uh, resumes and mm. with, uh, great universities and whatever but but it's always the the twist in in a resume that you're looking for and, and for me that is folks who you know for example started their own business you know was apparently not a big success i don't care but at least by trying you show the kind of animal you are eh? mm. and Mm. That's that's the piece that I like. I also recall that one of the uh, candidates who are actually unfortunately didn't recruit. <laughs> besides that, he was actually did some top sport in his uh, early days. That brings a certain discipline and focus. And for me, that was very interesting because I I, I thought let's if we if I can match that with my team, such a personality that also brings a certain drive uh, to the others and then we speak about true team building and that's what i like yeah well looking for that what's interesting as you say there you look for that twist and it doesn't have to always fit but as you say if you're investigating as you say start a business or done a different sport or whatever else you're looking for that and and then you decide if it fits at that time or at that moment so you get a, a different blended team sort of thing from the sounds of it yeah, I, I think as every manager, you need to avoid that you're only looking for certain lookalike, lookalikes from yourself because that is setting you up for failure. And I would urge everybody, or especially the younger ones who are 
in the early days of their careers to focus a little bit more on, on, on other things as well. And don't be shy as well to, to speak about those in, in certain interviews with new job opportunities, because that makes it interesting, interesting for, for the potential new job that you want to get. Yeah. George, we mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd met at various conferences and then you talked about the Dutch Association of Treasurers and getting involved there. I was going to say for the people listening today, why do you think it's important to get out there? Again, as I say, I force myself on a stage. It's not out of the comfort zone. But why do you think treasurers like yourself need to be out there on a stage or getting involved in the associations? What are the What's the sort of reasoning behind that, if you like? I think it's coming back to my earlier comments. If you only think you can progress in your job, you, if you can progress with the with the department or, or for the company, yeah. only by doing that behind your screen, then I think you're a little bit too narrow-sided. You right. need to get out. You need to interact. You need to interact internally to make sure you, you stay connected. But also that means that you need to force yourself to, to speak to others and get different opinions. Mm. I think if there is one thing especially now <laughs> coming back to your earlier comment, especially when you are in an organization already a little bit longer, you have to be mindful of that vulnerable situation to become only silent in your own ideas. Right. So you need to open up and make sure that you get those ideas. Previous manager to me said once that, you know, if you go out and you spend half a day at a conference or whatever, and you come back with two or three great ideas, then it's already a well-spent time. And mm. that's what it should be. You know, at the end of the day, if we can leverage that, that two, three good ideas, that's what it's all about. Mm. So I would definitely say it brings you a personal development to your point, standing on the stage, but also for the organization, it's, it's bringing definitely uh, added value to it. And just, you know, we're not quite at the end of the show and we'll do the LinkedIn wrap-up shortly, but what I was going to ask you, because you're out on these stages, you're looking at future treasury seeing other treasurers talking about it and you know different ones of programming robotics online you know on live on stage and this is a big thing when you're looking at the future of treasury what what's coming at you again many shows i've talked about that the cfo seems to use you, their treasurer a little bit as the scout and pushing them forward and looking at the future of treasury and we've heard about blockchain we've heard about different things what are you seeing? What's coming at you? What initiatives are you thinking, right, we need to be embracing that or actually that's not going to be a big thing in the future? What are you thinking? Well, I think for us, and I hope for everybody, still liquidity remains always the most important thing. Every treasury is top of mind, mm -hmm. especially also we've seen this year with the whole COVID situation, when a certain crisis uh, kicks off, everybody's uh, running through uh, through all his liquidity profiles and to see if everything has been arranged. So I still believe that cash will all, always remain one of the kings to, mm -hmm. to go after. Mm -hmm. uh, and that will also remain for us. Another thing that has become much more known in the market, and, and we also within our organization, we will spend some more time on that one as well, is the whole sustainability. Clearly, World's Glory is, you know, it's it's so connected in our day-to-day -day purpose, having great healthcare, justice, tax, these kind of thing. But that whole stake, our value thinking, and also from a, the sustainability link towards funding is definitely a second team that I think we will spend more time on in the coming year or years. And then finally, the whole 
automation, supporting our businesses in the most efficient, secure, and streamlined way that goes with a certain IT landscape. Luckily, we, we have our own tools as well that we can leverage. Uh, we have a Tagetic uh, tool that we, a company that we bought a couple of years ago, and we're currently implementing a certain cash tool, which helps us with forecasting of the organization. It's great thing, you know, you leverage an own product among your own team and within the organization, a, a fantastic win-win solution for us uh, to look out for. It's great. And as you say, because you're using it internally, you can walk across the room or, you know, leverage the expertise you've got in-house which is great exactly and i, I you know it's also uh, you know it, it, it's, it gives a certain fantastic feeling to use your own products but also yeah. I, I feel that that is also a need for the organization to do that so yeah and integrates treasury as well across the group as well even more damn you, exactly doing a, good, yeah. doing a great job as i said before we will put your linkedin profile in the show notes so if you feel that you know people want to connect and you know it's worthwhile having them in your circle of treasury connections you can connect or not connect as as you want but again we took, spoke at the beginning of the show and before this trying to give some tips to people that again they look at you and they say hang on george has been there 23 years and they'll see the progression and some of the things you've done but what would what pieces of advice would you give to those listening today? And they might be at the juniors, start of their careers, mid-career, or perhaps treasurers, similar level to yourself. What pieces of advice, you know, tidbits would you give to those guys out there? It reminds me actually on the, on the tip that I was getting from my dad. I don't know if that's <laughs> an awkward thing to, to give as an example. But anyway, here he goes. Sorry, go, go for it. My dad always said to me that whatever you do, it doesn't really matter. But as long as you do it well or stay on top of it. So make sure you're good at it. That was, was his philosophy. Right. I think that, you know, for me, that, that is treasury. You know, that is managing treasury, the risk management, as well as the real estate these days. That's what I like. And that's what, what, what I feel, where, where I, at least where I try to be good at it. And, and, and there are a couple of things that we talked about in the show that are crucial to stay good at it. And that's, of course, first of all, stay connected. And I cannot say that often enough. Uh, You know, you need to get out and and take a broad view. You know, at the end of the day, treasury is more than the traditional cash management. It's more about different disciplines, different functions, and maybe even rotating in and out in in jobs. So if you can learn more from others, uh, go for it. That's what treasury is. It's purely the holistic view among the function that makes you a better treasurer. Mm. And that's you. That's that's you done. I mean, some great advice there for today's show. As I say, we'll put George's details in the show notes. Connect if you want. It was lovely. I mean, for exactly as we said earlier, 23 years throughout the company i think it's admirable you know we joke around that you know we we could do with a bit more turnover because my kids do need shoes and things like that but i think you're doing a fantastic job there george and, and keep up the good work and people can see you on a euro finance stage or you know a stage in the netherlands wherever it might be quite often and i, I look forward to the next time when we're allowed out of our houses and things to see each other so it'd be great to see you so thanks very much for your time today sir Thank you, Mike. Thanks for for having me. It was a great pleasure. And, you know, whatever, what I say to everybody, uh, you know where to find me. I love to to interact with with new people. So to your point, the LinkedIn details are there. Great stuff. Thanks very much, sir. Thank you, Mike.